Chapter 46 The Shit Thief He had lost the zombies when they had poured through the broken glass door of the lobby, but he wasn't sad for the screams of terror he heard. Fuck those assholes, he thought coldly. They should have let him in, even though he would have been in there with them getting eaten alive. As the screams faded, he thought he was home free, and Jake slowed to a brisk walk. Whatever was going on behind him was way beyond his comprehension, and he was in no fit state to try to remedy that. He pulled out his phone and tried to call Daryl, but he got no answer, just a voicemail. Daryl, what the fuck is going on, man? Jake whispered as he looked back over his shoulder. You weren't fucking kidding. The dead have risen. I'm trying to get to you, bro, but there is a boatload of those fucking things between me and you right now. I'm going to try and go around them, but bro, if you can get out here, do it, because I think I'm probably going to have to jet myself. He ended the call and went straight to the text message app and texted Daryl something similar to what he had just said in the voicemail. He knew he had let his friend down, but he also knew this wasn't like he had flaked on meeting up for a drink. It was literally the zombie apocalypse. Jake stopped for a second and looked around to make sure the coast was clear before he went back to his phone and pulled up the phone app, pressing the voicemail tab, and then on to record a custom greeting. You've reached Jake and he's busy right now with the zombie apocalypse, Jake said in a jovial tone. And just so you know, I'm probably dead, so don't come to my funeral, because I'm going to fucking eat you if you do. Jake ended the recording and sniggered. He was pretty happy with himself. It wasn't the best time to be joking about death and zombies, but when was the right time for such a thing? He continued walking and pulled up Twitter on his phone, and his feed came to life. There wasn't an abundance of people tweeting about zombies in L.A., even the Twitter handle at LA Scanner was quiet. Jake started writing a tweet as he turned a corner. He was Johnny on the spot, after all. His voice needed to be heard. His jokes needed to be heard. But he didn't expect in that very moment to come face to face with two zombies, a man and a woman. The woman zombie kind of looked like Meryl Streep in Ironweed. Her weird hat, cum beanie, was askew, but it reminded Jake of that boring-ass film. Her bow looked like Tim Curry and Clue. His dapper suit, toothy grin, and large eyes sparked fond memories, despite the fact that half his face had been chewed away and he was missing an ear. Jake couldn't tell if they were old or young. Their blood-stained clothes were kind of old-fashioned, but they could have been hipsters. He stood there for a second analyzing them, not registering what was going on. He could almost touch them, and even scarier, they could almost touch him. They seemed drunk their eyes rolling in their gray sockets as they swayed. Maybe they were drunk when they turned, Jake thought before he realized the situation at hand and pulled his patented scarecrow spin move and got the fuck out of there. Zombie Meryl Streep and zombie Tim Curry gave chase as Jake headed back towards the hotel. Running back to a scene of carnage and terror was definitely not Jake's modus operandi, but he had seen a parking structure in between the hotel lobby and the corner he was now running from. Jake jumped over a chest-high concrete wall, praying to Satan that they wouldn't follow. He landed on the other side and waited for a moment to see the level of trouble he was in. There was nothing but screams and sirens. Either they couldn't climb over, or they had been distracted by something easier to catch. Not willing to push his luck any further, Jake turned and headed down the ramp to the basement levels of the parking lot. He found the car that he thought would be the easiest for him to hotwire. There weren't many options, but a black van in the corner of the structure gave him the most hope. It was the oldest vehicle by ten years and had no alarm, so he quietly used a nearby trash can to shatter the glass window at its back. 
Quietly wasn't exactly the right term, but seeing as police sirens, alarms, and screams filled the air, Jake's smashing of a small window was fairly subtle. Once inside, Jake lay in the back on his stomach, resting on his elbows like a kid watching TV after a long day at school. His head nodded along to the music seeping out of his headphones. He had found the headphones in the center console of the van along with a charging cable plugged into a cigarette lighter. Jake looked forward to the obvious moment when the van's rightful owner came to take them both to safety and couldn't start the engine because some asshole had used up all the battery charging his phone. The music wasn't loud. He could still hear the outside mayhem, and he just wanted to keep his mind distracted as he looked for a way out of this mess. On his phone's web browser app, Jake headed to the Google search engine and typed, Hotwire a 1993 Chevy G20? Jake pressed the search button, and an animated wheel turned for a few seconds, then disappeared, replaced with a message saying, Cannot open the page you requested because your phone is not connected to the internet. Damn it, Jake said in a whisper. No fucking service. He exited out of the web browser, hit the message icon, and began writing a reply to Daryl. It read, Hey man, I'm stuck. Stay safe. Jake pressed send, and a progress bar came up on the phone. The bar moved across the screen at a good pace before slowing down at the halfway mark and eventually turning red. Jake read the pop-up window that came up on the screen. Message failed to send. Fuck, Jake whispered. Daryl is going to kill me. Jake raised his phone up to the roof of the van in the hope that he would get better service. He pressed send again, and like before, the progress bar did not get past halfway. Technology is a dick, Jake muttered as he brought the phone back down. Jake found himself growing sleepy. The alcohol and his prone positioning were finally catching up to him. He knew it wasn't the best idea to fall asleep right now, but if he was going to tackle this situation and make good decisions, he was going to have to be sober and well-rested. At Killing Jake Fuck my life and this fucking city. Hope I wake up dead. Hashtag goals. Tweet failed to post due to a lack of service activity.